Welcome to Embrace It All with Certified Life Coach Angela Adams. Every stage of our lives brings new challenges and opportunities. And did you know that you can love and embrace all of it? Come with me and let me show you how. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, everyone. I hope you all had a great weekend. I actually got to spend the weekend in Utah celebrating my best friend growing up as she and her fiance finally got married. It was so fun reconnecting with her and with other friends. We hadn't spent time together like that for so long, and I just really enjoyed catching up and celebrating. And, you know, it's all about connection, isn't it? Don't we just love connecting with each other? And as a bonus, I also got to spend a little one-on-one time with one of my sons who is attending BYU. I was so glad I went. It was, it was so good, but I really am glad to be back with you today. Now, before we get started, I wanted to tell you again, thank you. Thank you for listening and coming back every week. Um, Before I left, I received notice that this podcast had been downloaded over 500 times, and that was so exciting for me. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And please feel free to leave me a review and give me feedback. I welcome it all. All right. So the other day, I started to notice how many times I had thought I should. I should exercise. I should read. I should be tracking what I eat. I should be reading instead of scrolling through Instagram. I should be packing for my upcoming trip. I should be working on my podcast. I should be working on my Christmas project. I should pay my bills. And the list went on and on. And I noticed that the more should statements I added to my list, the more anxious and frustrated I got. And all these things on my list of shoulds weren't necessarily bad things. In fact, Most of the things were really good things. So why was I feeling so anxious and overwhelmed? Well, today we are going to examine the word should. We're going to look at the various meanings of the word, and then we're going to discuss the feelings that it can create and why. And lastly, I will give you four tools that will help you look at at this triggering word a little bit differently. Okay, so I want you to think of the word should. What is the meaning that you give? Now, it was interesting because I know the meaning that I give. And I asked my husband his meaning. And I've got to tell you, they were totally different. So the word should for me can be very, very triggering. When I hear you should, I make it mean that I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing something right or that I should be actually doing something more. Now, when I was raising my children, I thought that reading parenting books would be so helpful. Now, don't get me wrong. I love parenting books. I really do. But I didn't just read one. I read several. And although they were full of great information on bedtime routines and potty trainings and discipline, etc., etc., I found myself a bit overwhelmed because there were so many things suggested that I should do or I should not do if I wanted to raise happy and successful children. And should also means an obligation or an expediency for me, such as I should make dinner every night, I should clean my house every week, I should eat a healthy diet. But 
my brain takes it one step further and tells me that if I don't do these things, then I have failed. And sometimes I use the word should to express my own expectations for myself and for others. And more often than not, they're really unrealistic expectations. Like I should be able to do all these things well all of the time, like being a wife, being a mother, being a grandmother, being a friend, being a business owner. And sometimes I use the phrase I shouldn't have to remind myself of what I didn't do or how I didn't show up like I wished I had. Like, um, I should have been more patient with my children when they were younger. Or I shouldn't get upset when my husband leaves the desk chair out in the middle of the floor instead of pushing it back under the desk. (laughs) So, you know, but like I said earlier, not everyone gives the same meanings to the word should. Like my husband, I asked him the other night when I was thinking about this podcast and we were discussing it, and I asked him what he thought when he heard the word should. And he told me he doesn't get triggered at all by that word. In fact, to him, the word should implies someone giving him advice. The way he hears it, it's as if somebody is saying, you know, if I were you, I would, to which he thinks about it and then decides if he wants to or not. Now notice, I want you to notice how we both hear the same word, but our brains interpret it so differently. Now my interpretation of should statements feels very heavy to me. It feels like guilt and shame. It feels pressure. It feels anxious and resentful and frustrated. And I make myself wrong, and I tend to compare myself with others. And I know this sounds crazy, but for somebody who struggles with anxiety, this is what should statements can actually feel like. And instead of motivating me, the word should or these should statements actually make me question myself, and it keeps me from focusing on what I am doing at the moment. And when this happens, It tends to keep me from moving forward, and I end up doing nothing. Now, when I think others should, like I have expectations of others, right? Like my child should behave when we're out shopping during nap time. (laughs) Totally unrealistic, right? Or when I used to think my husband should come home on time every single night. Again, totally unrealistic. But when I thought that, I would be resentful. I would be frustrated. I would be so angry and impatient. And I did not like that. I didn't like the way I was showing up. So why is this word such a triggering word? Well, because it creates feelings that actually argue with reality. These feelings come when the reality of our behavior or others' behaviors fall short of our expectations. For example, I expect myself to exercise five days a week, but lately it's been really dark outside and a bit cold. And so on Tuesday, I just didn't feel like getting out of bed. And so I didn't. Exercise didn't seem fun for me, so I stayed in bed. Now, later on in the day, I started to feel that guilt creep in a little bit. And I started thinking, oh, I shouldn't have slept in. I should have exercised. But here's the deal. The reality was, I did sleep in. I didn't exercise. 
I made the choice. Now I want to share the four tools that I use when I tell myself or I hear I should statements that really help to alleviate those anxious feelings. And these are the tools that I've learned in the last several years, and they have helped so much. So number one, first and foremost, awareness. (laughs) I think I probably say this every podcast, but really it is all about being aware. I can't emphasize this enough. So often we don't realize where our feelings are coming from and they all come from our thoughts. Now I notice how many times you tell yourself you should do something or you shouldn't do something every day and really notice the feeling it creates. Now, if you need to keep a tally sheet and record that number. And then at the end of the day, ask yourself if the feeling that these should statements created are the feelings that you want to keep. Number two, substituting the word could. Now, I want you to listen as I say this two different times. I substitute the word could for should. So how does this sound? I should exercise or I could exercise. I should sleep in, or I could sleep in. I should make dinner, or I could make dinner. And you can go on and on. And I found that when I substitute the word could, I don't feel any more shame or guilt. In fact, I, it's, it's a much softer feeling. There's no pressure at all. And the word could implies that I have a choice, whereas the word should doesn't always feel that way. Now, I can also substitute other words or phrases with the same type of result and perspective, like I would like to or I get to. Do you see how, again, those create more of a lighter feeling? All right, number three. Show how my should statements don't always reflect my own reality. Okay, for instance, when I told myself I shouldn't have slept in last Tuesday, I was assuming that it was a fact that I shouldn't have. By telling myself I shouldn't have slept in, it was only going to be helpful, right? Well, the truth of the matter is that one, I should have done what I did because that's exactly what I did. And two, telling myself I shouldn't have only brings up feelings of guilt and shame. I didn't do anything really eternally wrong here. And those feelings were not useful, right? Instead, I can accept what I chose to do without making a mean I was wrong. I was wrong for choosing to sleep in. Now, I'm not talking about about things that we do that really are morally wrong. There was no morally wrong here. <laughs> I simply made a choice. Maybe the kids needed help with homework, so I couldn't make an elaborate dinner. I chose not to make an elaborate dinner. Or maybe my husband needed my help with a project outside, so the house didn't get cleaned that week. I made the choice. Nothing is useful when I think I should do something if I make myself wrong for not doing it. It's just simply a choice I make. And whatever choice I make, I get to own that choice. 
All right, number four, stop and question my should statements. What are the reasons I should do this or that? Do I like my reasons? Why or why not? Does doing this really matter? Now, when I do this, when I question and ask myself all of these questions, I realize that there are actually some should statements that I actually do want to choose to do, and there are some that I don't. Okay, for example, the gospel of Jesus Christ teaches that I should have daily scripture study and meditation. Now, when I question this should for myself, I actually do like my reasons for choosing to do this. I like the way I feel when I do this. I feel more calm. I feel more clear. I feel more connected to myself. And I feel more connected to God. And that's important to me. Now, when you hear the word should, I want you to be aware of how this word really makes you think or how what this word makes you think and how this word makes you feel. And if it is, if it does trigger anxiety, overwhelm, and guilt, I want you to try substituting the word could for should. This will give you the perspective of having a choice, which will feel much lighter and more empowering and not so heavy and full of pressure and guilt. Show how your shouldn't statements may not reflect really your reality. Reminding yourself that you should have done exactly what you did. And lastly, don't be afraid to question those should statements and decide for yourself if you like the reasons why. Okay, my friends, I love you for listening. Make it a great day and I will see you next week. Have you ever wondered what life coaching can do for you? Sign up now for a free coaching consultation at AngelaAdamsCoaching.com. I would love to be your coach.